Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I am Cynthia Hyatt, your host. So thankful that you're joining me. And I want you to remember that last week, we did a whole entire week on gratefulness. And those two very beautiful words, thank you. So make sure you, you listen to those. Very helpful in, in really turning your lifestyle around and your whole experience of your life. Because one of the greatest things we talked about last week was we don't want to be finding our happiness and waiting for happiness to happen because of something that happened. So we don't want to wait and think that our happiness is outside and that happiness out here is going to make us happy inside. So I want you to really, really listen to those shows. They are very helpful in just really your whole entire way of living and the way that it affects all the other areas of your life, including relationships. And that's what we're going to be talking about more today. We're going to take a whole entire week on men. Everything you wanted to know about men and everything they wanted you to know about them. Men are phenomenal creatures. They really are. And they kind of get a bad rap sometimes. And they're oftentimes very quiet about how hard their life is and how difficult things can be. And when they get hurt, when they get frustrated, how they deal with failure, they're they're pretty closed mouth about these types of things. And so we take for granted that men might be feeling things very deeply that are very painful, that are very difficult. and, And because they don't talk about it, we assume that they're okay. And I frequently am telling clients, especially women, I say, you know, I don't think you understand that men are a very lonely breed. This is why having a partner is so profound to them. And it's hard for women many times to recognize that because they might not feel valued by men in the way they want to or need to. And they might understand the way that men communicate and what it is that they do that really shows how valuable their partner is. Because we're often looking for other things to boost that feeling of value and not picking up on the things that men do if they love a woman, if they value a woman. Because, uh, you know, I, I have come to find over the years, and I say this quite frequently to women, I said, you know, you can't make a man do anything. You can't make a man do anything. You can't make God do anything. And he is more the male gender. Jesus couldn't make Jesus do anything. So when men do things, it's a choice. And this is why it's so powerful when you recognize how important women are to them. It's fascinating, and I may have said this on air before, but women many times will be in my office and their husband or their partner or their boyfriend, whoever is there, and they're like, I don't think he really wants to be here. You know, he just came because he doesn't want me to be mad at him or whatever. He doesn't, he's not really interested in therapy. And I say to them, let me just tell you something about men. They don't do anything they don't want to do. 
They really don't. Now, they may not be happy with everything they're doing, but you can't make a man do something. So if he showed up, you are a value to him or he wouldn't be here. Men don't, men don't call me to just spend money and talk to me. They want answers. They want direction. They want something to change. And they want to have what they've invested come to fruition. Women will come because that's part of the way that females are wired. They need connection. They need to talk. They need to be heard. They need to be valued in that way. They need to be, have someone have, you know, really say to them, yeah, you're not crazy. That really is. That makes sense to me. But that's not necessarily what men need. So I kind of jokingly say, listen, if a man shows up in my office, I know a woman is involved somewhere <laughs> because they're either wanting a woman, lost a woman, they're going to lose a woman. They're interested in, in talking to me about their business so they can make money to get a woman. Women are extremely valuable to men, but they are very different. They think very differently. See, men have much more gray matter than women. 6.5 times more gray matter. And gray matter is the, the systematizing part of a brain. It's the problem-solving part. It's the mechanistic way of thinking. It's A plus B equals C. So I'm going to find the solution or the formula for this woman. And what they come to find is that it kind of changes all the time from one week to the next. This week they were happy when I did this gesture. This week I do the same gesture. It doesn't have the same payoff. So women can be highly confusing, very frustrating to men, and very disheartening to men, and very stressful to men. But men keep coming back. So because men have more gray matter, and, and they have a more full active neurons, they have a tendency to think more with that gray matter. They are constantly trying to figure out the rules that govern the system because they think if they could figure out that woman, then they just keep doing the same thing over and over again because that's what would work. The problem is being in relationship with women is a much more dynamic process. There's a lot of subtlety to women. There's a lot of things they see and hear and feel at any given moment that caused men to have to say, okay, my template that worked really well last week isn't working this week. So I want, I'm telling you this to, to recognize the need for some compassion for men. They really don't get women. The majority of men really don't. They want women. They love women. They want to be around women. They want to be loved by a woman. They want to live with a woman. But they know there's this piece they just don't get. But the nice thing is men keep trying. They keep showing up. And the saddest day is when a man quits. Because you have to remember, in the, in the weeks that we worked on, you know, really the differences in gender, and we talked about the needs that women have versus the needs that men have, one of the biggest needs a man has is success. And when he feels he's failed in his relationship with a woman, it's profound to him. Sometimes it's almost deadly for him. I, I have men, if, if their wives or girlfriend left them or they kicked them out of the house. I had a man one time, he was kicked out of the house. And see, I check on men when these things happen. They don't fare as well as women. Women, 
if they leave their husband, their partner, their boyfriend, if their boyfriend, husband, partner leaves them, they have a lot of women they go talk to. They'll go spend the night with them. They'll go move in with them. You know what happens with men if a woman leaves a man? They'll live in their car. They will. They'll go live in their office. They don't want to go get an apartment. They don't want to build a new home, build a new house. They want to go back to the one they were in and live with the woman that they had, and they want to figure out why it's not working. They don't go move in with their, their best buddy. In fact, many times men rarely even tell someone that their wife left them or their relationship ended. So they're quite lonely in that way. And they are hardwired for success, so they keep trying. The problem is a lot of things they try with women don't work. But they don't always have other tools in the toolbox. So they are willing to learn, which is amazing. So when we think about how the thinking contrasts, the tendencies for the male brain, like I said, they systematize, they, they analyze, they explore, they construct a system. There's got to be a map for this woman. So if I just follow all the cues, I'll get to the destination, right? So the systematizer intuitively figures out how things work or extracts underlying rules that govern the behavior of a system. And the purpose is to understand and predict the system. So they're wanting to understand you deeply and completely in order to predict success. So it's tough for men when they keep thinking they figured it out and they try it and it doesn't work. You know, that, that, that famous contradiction of you have a really big fight with your partner, your boyfriend, he buys you flowers, you're so excited about it, take a picture, post it on Facebook, oh my gosh, he's so wonderful, look what he bought me. Three weeks later, you have an argument again, he buys you the same flowers, and you look at him and you say, you think that's going to fix this? You think that's going to work? You're spending money on something that's going to die. And they really are completely confused because they really thought that's what worked. So they're not trying to take the easy way out. Their intention is to fix it, to make it work. It's extremely painful for men when their relationships with women are not working. The problem is you're not going to see it outside of them. They're going to push through. They're going to compartmentalize. They're going to focus on what they do know is working, and they're going to do it harder. So if their relationship is failing with their wife, girlfriend, daughter, whoever it might be, they're going to work harder at their job. They're going to try to get success somewhere because that's a basic need that men have. Men have that mechanistic thinking. They're always trying to figure women out. One of the things that keeps men so interested in women is they can't figure us out. Sometimes that can be exciting for men. And sometimes it can be really depressing for men. So you want to really understand that this other idea about a man's brain is, is this idea that they have a larger amygdala. And that is that phenomenal organ in the right side of the brain that activates that sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic alarm system. It's the area of the brain that perceives danger. So the thing that's most difficult for women to understand about men, because they will lay their life down for people. They will absolutely run into a fire, jump in front of a car. They will do whatever they need to do 
to save the life of people, but especially people they love. So the problem that happens is a man's ability to distinguish what's going on. Because if the alarm system goes off because you give him a dirty look, see, instead of him interpreting the dirty look as my, my wife or girlfriend is upset or hurt by me, or feels disconnected from me, or feels misunderstood, which she's now in pain, he perceives that dirty look as dangerous. And you have to understand that men are hardwired by God to survive. They are hardwired. Now, women have a survival skill as well. They have a, but men know that if they die, if they're compromised, everything that's valuable to them is not protected. They take protection very seriously. They just do it in ways that sometimes we don't understand. So once that alarm system goes off and he sees you as the enemy now, he's going to be now the sole survivor. He will be last man standing. He will be the one that will not go down. And so it's hard for us as women to recognize once that gets activated, he can now not have compassion on me because I'm seen as the enemy. So instead of trying to convince him of why he's wrong, what I need to do is I need to get that alarm system settled down. If I don't get the alarm system settled down, he can't listen to anything I have to say. He can't have that compassion on me and that understanding and that, that long-suffering and that all that ability to compromise. He won't have that if he perceives me as the enemy. So it kicks in all that adrenaline for him. And he is ramped up and ready to go to war. And it takes him a while to get it calmed down. Now, women have some similarity to this, but not to the same degree. So this is where we really want to understand that men are very hardwired. They are hardwired very differently. So I need to be careful what I'm thinking so that I get the best version of the man in my life so that I recognize that the way I interact with him is going to be different than how I interact with women. That men don't necessarily perceive physical danger and emotional danger as different, especially in men. Now, women have some similarity to this, that the amygdala has a hard time discerning emotional danger, emotional hurt, and physical hurt, or physical harm is different. And so if I'm getting my feelings hurt, the amygdala thinks I'm in danger and it fires up the alarm. So with men, they have a very difficult time know knowing the difference between physically, my wife and girlfriend is dangerous, which generally she is not unless she's holding a gun. Emotionally, my wife and girlfriend is very dangerous because of how I feel. And he doesn't always recognize the difference between physical danger versus my feelings are getting hurt and I'm misunderstood or feeling disrespected. So it's very important that we understand what's going on in this interaction with men and that we learn to be good negotiators and we learn to really accept the differences in gender and we learn to really say about this man, hmm, this isn't typical of him. What happened? He's distancing himself from me. And many times when men distance themselves, it is in, a, in an attempt to not harm you because they know they're ramping up. They know they're upset. They know they're mad. Or 
They distance because they're very hurt, and it's one of the ways they protect themselves. Any, any mammal that's hurt hides until they feel better. And so it's difficult with men because women want to connect, especially when we're hurt, we want to connect. Men don't always want to do that. So the more you recognize the differences and you respect them, then when I talk to you about really knowing who they are and really accepting who they are and knowing what they would really like you to know about them, you're, you're going to be able to hear it better because it won't sound like an excuse. And it won't sound like I'm giving men a pass. And the same thing is going to happen next week when I say the same thing to men. I'm going to say, you know, if you can accept the differences, the physiological, the physical differences, when she's doing what women do, it won't feel as disrespectful. It won't feel as offensive. Because you're going to understand she's just doing what women do. Just as with a man, I'm going to say to you, but that's what men do. He's a man. And if you've heard me speak on gender, you've heard me say that famous saying. I say to men all the time about women. I say, you know what? You like women. You wanted women. You're attracted to women. You've got a woman. And I say the same thing to men. You like, men, you like women. You wanted a woman. You're attracted to a woman. You've got a woman. Same thing with men and with women. This is what men do. You wanted a man, you've got a man. That's what he is. And accepting those differences so that we don't excite that fight, flight, or freeze. So here's the one thing as we're coming up to, to a, the, the close of this show. We've got a few more minutes. I want you to understand the greatest thing that I want you to know about men, the very heart of who a man is, is that his actions always speak louder than his words. And I say to women all the time, I want you to look at what a man does because what a man does is what he means. And I had a, a woman in my office, this was quite a, quite a few years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and she was so upset and so hurt with her husband and so lonely and just feeling so incredibly unloved by him. And as we started to discuss this, and I started to ask her some questions, and she described the lifestyle that they had. And she says, you know, he's always out in the backyard. He's always doing something for the lawn. He's always, you know, fixing something in the house. He's always, you know, doing all these things. And he never talks to me. And he never sits down and, and hangs out with me. And he's not very affectionate with me. I don't think he loves me. He doesn't love me at all. And I said, well, tell me a little bit more about what he does. And she started listing even more in detail all the things he does. Well, I came home from work to make sure I didn't have to deal with the plumber because we were having plumbing problems. And he works really hard so that, you know, he wants to make sure that I have all the money that I would like and need and, and so that I'm, I feel secure. And he constantly makes, you know, is taking care of the yard. He wants the house to look good, I guess, for the neighbors. And I said to her, this is all the things he does? So he works all day and fixes things at night. And on the weekends, he's making sure your house looks beautiful in the neighborhood. I said, don't you like having a house that the neighborhood women 
like to look at and, and think is awesome and maybe you're jealous of? She goes, well, yes. And I said, listen, all the things you said that he does, that's how much he loves you. You have a husband that loves you very much. And I understand you're lonely because you're female and you want to talk. And you have an introverted man that is laying his life down for you every single day, making sure you have everything that you need. However, the one thing she really needed too was that he talked with her and that she felt seen by him and heard and understood and that she felt connected to him. So thankfully, this couple did really well. And they have lots of really fun things that they have done since then, lots of trips they've had, lots of different ways that they figured out how to connect. And once her husband realized he didn't have to be a woman, he just had to be a good version of a man, which meant that he had to do some of these things that helped his wife emotionally and not always doing the things that made him feel successful. And his wife, wow, she needed to really appreciate the fact that she had a man that would do anything for her physically to make her life work and that he was even willing to learn how to talk with her, share his heart with her, take some time with her and be her best friend in that way. And I contrast that story with another client I had years ago. She was in a different predicament. She came to me because she had a young man. She was in her 40s and he was about 29. And he was living in her house, not working, not doing anything. And he was unfaithful to her. He was sleeping around with other women. And she said to me, crying every week, I know I should kick him out. I, he's unfaithful to me. I know what he's doing during the day. I keep giving him money. He's not working. I know I should kick him out. But every night I come home from work, he has a candle at dinner ready for me. He rubs my feet. He tells me how beautiful I am, that I don't look my age at all. He asks me how my day was. He wants to know everything I'm thinking, everything I'm feeling. And so this is the contrast, that this is, a, this is what we would call a classic womanizer. And so he's doing everything this woman would need, but he's not a good man. Versus the other man who did everything he could do to make his wife feel safe and loved through all these actions. He was a good man, but she didn't feel his love. So once you understand really truly what men do and men lay their lives down in a lot of ways that women oftentimes we don't recognize that they're doing sometimes it's just overlooking attitudes and looks on our face that we have or being snotty or snippy or not wanting them to touch us or complaining about our appearance all these things that man i know as a woman these are struggles but sometimes we don't recognize how much they have to overlook that, how hard and painful it is for them to hear. See, one of the most painful things for a man to hear is that his, how much his wife or girlfriend hates the way she looks. One of the most painful things for a man to listen to is her complaining about her appearance and comparing herself to other women and telling him how ugly she is. When to him, that's who he picked. That's a prize. You're a prize to him. And it hurts him deeply when you denigrate yourself in that way. So we're going to talk more this week about everything about men and everything they would like you to know about them. They're wonderful 
and they need to be appreciated. They need to be honored. We need to help them be the men that God has called them to be. Have a blessed rest of your day. Join me tomorrow. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Make sure you check out the website. Love your comments. Thank you so much for all of that. And I will talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.